Hi everyone, and welcome to The Human Behind the Screen. And I'm your host, Shauna Morin. The ways in which we work and scale workforces are changing. No longer are we reliant on physical locations in order to operate as a business or a team. And this shift in building teams and companies is coming rapidly. And businesses are being forced to adapt to what they've always done for years. But what does this mean for the humans behind the screen? How do we bring back that human connection when we primarily work online? In this podcast, we'll be speaking to leaders and experts all over the world to dissect what makes businesses successful at remote working. We'll be discussing the importance of human connection, emotional intelligence, and relationships in an ever-changing virtual world. We are on episode 21 of The Human Behind the Screen. And I just want to take a moment to thank you guys for tuning in and for listening to our show every week. When we thought about this podcast and considered getting it off the ground, it was really around sharing human stories, learnings and lessons. One of my main values is around learning and whether that be from books and resources and courses or whether that be through hearing other people's stories, there's huge value in learning. And I think we're all in that stage where we need to place a value on learning and our learning in order to succeed in this ever-changing environment that just continues to change, especially over the last couple of weeks and months. So ahead of getting into today's episode, I wanted to give you guys a very, very special offer. I have a course called Communication for Leaders of Remote Teams. So this course is designed for people managers and leaders and even remote workers that want to progress into leadership to help them be more effective communicators in order to develop their leadership skills and in turn increase engagement and productivity within their teams. I'm sure that you've realized by now if you've listened to our previous episodes communication really is at the heart of making any team but especially remote team effective. So I have a special offer. I have a discount for you guys, which I'm going to include in the show notes. But all you need to do is head on over to www.operateremote.com. Click on online course in the header menu. And at the checkout, you can enter the human behind the screen to avail of a 30% discount. So go on and check that out. See if it's something that will be of interest to you, maybe to your team, to somebody else on your team that's really struggling with communication. And this is self-paced learning. So you'll be able to do it at a time that suits you. But today's guest is Justine Hsu, and she is the marketing and community manager at We Work Remotely. She has a background in the music industry, which is super cool, and tourism and hospitality. And now she's passionate about communication and creating connection with others. This episode is really focused on how Justine transitioned herself into a remote working environment and the opportunities that it opened up for her in her life by not having to commute, by not having to be at an office at a certain time every day, every week, and how it's added so much more beautiful opportunities to Justine's life. So it's a great episode. She talks about her journey and all her learnings, and I hope you enjoy. 
Hello, everybody. I'm delighted to have Justine on as a guest today. Um, very excited to dive into today's conversation, not just about making remote teams work, but around the personal journeys, I guess, that Justine has had in working remotely and how that's really helped shape her life and, and change many different aspects of her life and her lifestyle. So Justine, you're very welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Hey Shana, thanks for having me. Looking forward to uh, connecting with you. Yeah, me too. I'm looking forward to today's conversation. Tell me a little bit about how remote working has helped you find success in your life. It's really been revolutionary. Actually, working at WeWork Remotely is my first full-time remote job. Before that, I was working at kind of a traditional nine-to-five office job, and I would work from home on Wednesdays once a week. And so I kind of had my first taste of what my entire lifestyle could be. And having that one day to work from home gave me this freedom to work in my own way, and that kind of prompted some curiosity and questions about remote work. I, at the time, I had no idea remote work was a thing, <laughs> you know, like I didn't yeah. know it was trending or like growing. And But yeah, it really gave me a taste of that. And I just was like, what if my entire lifestyle could be this way, you know, and really just kind of thinking about that. And so it's it's really changed the way I live. It's given me more flexibility and freedom in a way that I never had before. And it's probably made me a better worker and just have more actual balance in my life. What does success mean to you? I love this question. Like, what does success mean to you? And everybody's answer is always different. But I'm, I'm curious, what does success look like to you? I think it's a dynamic thing that is always changing and evolving depending on where I'm at in my life. Right now, it's I find success in feeling good in my, like feeling happy in my job, loving the work that I do, and just being able to be in the moment and live life in that manner, in that kind of slow manner, um, not necessarily striving. That's, that's how I used to run, operate from in my 20s, kind of like striving, hustling, go, go, go. <laughs> and now in my 30s, slowing down a bit and enjoying and savoring life. I love that savoring life that whole hustle mentality I mean are we getting any better at minimizing that that noise that's out there it's something I definitely struggle with as an entrepreneur and right I feel like a lot of the messaging out there especially for our generation is you know if you're not hustling you're not growing if you're not doing 12-hour days you're not going to get there to where you want to be. And it's, I mean, to be frank, it it really kind of pisses me off when I see that. (laughs) Because, yeah. yeah, um, But I mean, for you, was was it that switch from, you know, when you went into your 30s, it was kind of like those light bulb moments? Or like, did you have some difficult lessons to learn around? Okay, this is not the way to live. Like, what's your, your story there? Yeah, it definitely was. uh, I learned the hard way. (laughs) I used to work in the music industry. So it is it kind of is from that hustle mentality level. And I do want to say like, there's nothing wrong with 
pushing yourself and hustling, I think that message is can be helpful, um, especially if you're in a place where you need that kind of active energy. But that being said, there's a balance. And I think more often than not, we're taught to or we've somehow somehow ingrained that we're supposed to go on overdrive in order to feel success or feel successful. But yeah, I used to work in the music industry and it I was working long hours. It was so much fun. I was in my 20s enjoying going out to free live shows, you know, working for festivals, like working with bands. Um, it was great. It was fun. It was perfect until I burnt out. <laughs> and it was hard. It was one of the hardest, but really like the best decisions I've ever made for myself with like leaving that lifestyle, um, leaving that job because it was my passion. But I was also changing as a person. My body literally couldn't function in that mode anymore. So it was a hard kind of reckoning, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it goes back to your definition of success always evolving, you know, and being able to shed the things that no longer serve us anymore, right? Absolutely. Like even now, even though I can recognize that behavior, there still is that there still is that outside voice that's like, are you working hard enough? (laughs) Like, are you, you've put in this many hours today, like, could you do more? And it's kind of like, why, why is that there? Like, who am I trying to prove myself to, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think having awareness, observing it and having awareness that it's there is helpful. It's not necessarily about, for me anyways, I don't think it's about like, I don't know if it's this way for you, but when that train of thought comes through, there's this almost reaction to it that you're like, I need to like override this thought now. And it's almost like coming from that same place. So having that kind of awareness of it, okay, this is interesting. This is this actually helping me right now and kind of checking in with that thought process is helpful. Mm. Oh, the self-awareness piece. I totally agree. I think it's one of the most important things that we can do is develop that and develop that piece around what we need to do to regulate ourselves. And especially when we work remotely, I mean, I've definitely learned the lesson in a similar way to you. Mine was, was all around remote working and coming with a mindset of, I suppose, input rather than output and looking to do more and manage things across time zones and manage people across time zones and always be available and not setting healthy boundaries with technology and always being on slack and you know I I definitely learned that the hard way but I think remote you have to set when you're working remotely you have to set yourself up to reality test that inner voice You know, so if it's that voice is coming up to say you need to do more, go back and look for the evidence, you know, like what have I set out to achieve today and what have I what have I done? Have I have I have I completed everything that I set out in terms of my goals for today? And I mean, I got to the stage where I'd actually write down everything that I that I had completed because I would just forget because things were so busy, you know, so it was my way to reality test my own expectations of myself (laughs) yes exactly yeah that's you're probably similar to me where you just you do like to work you find joy in it and it feels good and there's also that danger of going overboard and you do 
you do need that kind of physical evidence to be like, oh, I actually did a lot today. <laughs> that reflection. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And what are the red flags? Like what are the little red flags that are coming up that tell you you need yes. to to take time away? And it's very challenging when you're working and living in the one environment, especially these days. Is there anything you do to kind of manage yourself when working remotely now? And talk to me about the culture of we work remotely and you know, does that support you in, in being able to effectively manage yourself? Absolutely. We work remotely, like Matt, our head of ops. I remember the fir- my first couple of months, he kept reiterating the message, do not work on weekends. Don't check your emails in, or like after work hours. Um, like if you need a mental health day, let me know. That's cool. Like, you know, just all of those things that went against my previous way of working and previous workplaces and it blew my mind (laughs) I was like what you actually support my life like my life outside of work and you see that because it's I'm sure like it's as a as a leader you want your employers to be engaged you want them to be healthy and happy so you have to I think I've and from my experience of working at we remotely having those leaders communicate those types of messages have been so helpful and has made my transition to working remotely so much better and easier yeah so how long has it been now that you've that you've worked remotely um let's see I started working at we were remotely uh, March 2019 so about over a year now yeah would you ever go back no <laughs> <laughs> that's a hard no <laughs> I know so clear. I'm, I'm sure. yeah. yeah. It's like, hell no. Hell no. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I think there's so many people, you know, because of the pandemic that are working remotely, yeah. their eyes have been opened. Now, while it's not a normal way of working remotely, they've definitely been awakened to the fact that they can do their jobs from any location. Right. I think there, there's always that adjustment period. You know, even if you're so for remote work, there's always going to be this transition period where you're adjusting to everything. It's a kind of an unraveling. So, so for someone who is either against remote work or was, you know, obviously they're forced into the situation like so many people around the world are right now, I have such empathy for them because it's probably even harder, you know, makes that adjustment even harder. Yeah, I, you know, when it's... I suppose, I don't know if you would be similar, but a lot of remote workers rely on external activities, you know, whether it's the gym or the coffee shops or meeting friends or co-working spaces or going to yoga class at lunchtime. And we would have relied on that to show up as our best selves and and manage ourselves and do the things and create the work-life balance. And that's all gone now. So how are you managing yourself yeah, that's a good question. It's a challenge still. It's I think it's similar to like it, the whole productivity thing, tying it to being in a physical office or being seen by your coworkers, being seen working by your coworkers and managers or bosses. It's similar to that like there has and I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> it's different every day, but 
um, trying to find whatever sense I'm looking for, whether it's feeling good or happy or productive, that is not derived from an external source. So I think, honestly, it's been a lot of internal things like journaling, listening to music, very simple, very simple things that you, mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I would take for granted before, but those little things seem huge now, just like writing on a page, carving out some time, you know, 15 minutes in the morning just to write some morning pages or whatever it is has been helpful. Yeah. And it's, it's being deliberate with carving out that time Yes, is important, you know, because it's such a challenge when you're so connected and, and work can be a great distraction yes. right now yeah. from, from what's going on. I find myself working, I, for the first few weeks in March, I, find, I found myself working more hours and overtime when I'm usually pretty good with keeping my hours, you know, 40 hours a week. But I found myself, it was almost addicting. Like it was like I needed to put my energy and focus on something and work was where I could do it. And it was a very old it was a familiar and old pattern of mine, you know, so I recognized it. And but kind of what you were saying, asking earlier, like, what are you doing to adjust and make those adjustments? I think setting a timer, I set a timer for water breaks. I set a timer to have breaks. If I'm doing a task or a piece of work that requires more focus, deep focus work, I only do it for an hour because I'm the type of person, I also get addicted to that feeling of feeling focused on a task. It's, it's so, I love that feeling. It's almost meditative. But three hours later, three hours, like hours can go by and suddenly my eyes are like, <laughs> you know, hurting yeah. me. My, my body is stiff. And yeah. so, you know, setting those boundaries like time and reminders to get up and stretch or yeah, whatever is, yeah helpful it sounds so basic but honestly the amount of people that I speak to that don't do that 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 don't do that you know and when somebody says to me Shauna what's your best tip for managing yourself when you're working remotely everybody's different you have to kind of figure this stuff out on your own by being self-aware and being open to changing. Yes. Like, just like you said, like your routine three months ago is not your routine right now. Right. And that's okay. You're willing to adapt and try new things and see if it works. And if it works great. And if it doesn't try something else. Exactly. That's the beauty of working remotely. I feel like that's one of its main philosophies is you do you. There's not one way And I mean, that's why we started working remotely. It's not to work in our pajamas, although that's fun and awesome, (laughs) a great option. Um, But it's to have the freedom to work however we want to work. Yeah, absolutely. So talk to me about your thoughts on the future of work. Like, what does it look like for the remote workforce, remote organizations. I mean, are you guys still busy and we work remotely or are companies still hiring remotely right now? Yes. You know, we've, we're a small business. We're a small company and we've still been impacted like everyone else by COVID, but we're busy, you know, there's, we're right now our focus is on, are on just connecting with our customers and then on the social front, social media front, just making sure we can shelve out as many resources, like actual helpful resources, <laughs> you know, cause that can change. Like 
on a weekly basis of what people are looking for. So really just having, uh, making sure we're on top of that. It's hard to say. I mean, companies are still hiring. I think it'll be a bit of a slower process. It's, yeah, I, I, I'm, I have no idea. Like, and I feel confident yeah. in saying that I have no idea what's going to happen. And um, there's just so many uncertainties out there. But even like pre-COVID, remote work was growing seemingly more rapidly, you know, and with thousands of companies around the world being forced to work from home, it just really depends on how they'll handle it, you know, and if they are open to see the benefits, you know, yeah. then I've heard, I've read stories of companies being like, oh, this, we're going to go remote after this, yeah. you know, so it's hard to say like how many, of course, but I think, yes, long <laughs> TLDR, long story short, I think remote work will still be relevant. It will still it will grow, it will still expand. Yeah, I completely agree. I hope that businesses out there are having a good experience with remote. Yes, yeah. I really do. I know there's many businesses out there that are not having good experiences. And as you said, they haven't opened their eyes to the benefits that it can it can bring for their business. But they really should look at that. And I think no matter how much they're investing into their people or their communication or figuring out the right processes while they're working like this in a, in a remote environment, no matter what happens, it will pay off in terms of productivity and effectiveness is how you're working, you know? Exactly. But I think the workforce are going to wake up to it and they're going to be demanding more remote and flexible opportunities. Absolutely. And work flexibility has already been a growing benefit on the job seekers side for candidates, you know, like they're, it's keeping you competitive if you're offering flexibility as a, as a benefit and then, and then being a remote first company or even remote friendly, you know, like candidates are more and more increasingly, especially now looking for that. Mm. Are you finding that candidates are you know, if they want to be full-time remote, they're looking for remote-first companies as opposed to remote-friendly. Maybe we should state what that is first, the difference between first and friendly, actually, just in case anyone hasn't heard of that. Right. Uh, so if you're a remote-first company, you were, you have a distributed team and no HQ, no physical office, and you run and operate remotely. And then remote-friendly is there's an office. Um, I think that can look in different ways too, where they have work from home policies or maybe just their engineering team is remote and distributed, distributed. I'm having a hard time saying that word today, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Yeah. Yeah, So it's one is this is the way we do it. And this is the way we, we always will. And we're remote and everything is created remote first. And the other is kind of open to to those opportunities or taking candidates on there that are remote. So exactly. you might have to work, you probably will work in some kind of a hybrid environment with an office and remote teams. Correct. Yeah. So do you find that the organizations that are remote first as opposed to remote friendly, do you find that they're getting more of an interest from you know the workforce, from candidates in general? That's a good question. I honestly haven't thought of that. I'm not sure if candidates are saying, I, yeah, I think if you're familiar with remote work, you've worked for previous remote companies, 
maybe you've worked for a hybrid, like a remote friendly company. Um, I could see that. Like I could see candidates saying, you know, I'm ready for to work for a, re a remote first company and where remote is so ingrained in the culture that it streams into how it operates and how we communicate. Because I really do think there's a specific philosophy that remote first companies follow, right? Yeah, definitely. You know, those hybrid environments, they can add a, extra layers of complexity, yes. you know, um, yeah. and it depends how friendly they actually are. I always think if if they have a senior, you know, senior management, C-suite level working remotely and it's, you know, it's a, it's a mix of that, it's a full hybrid mix of that, then it's a more holistic approach to remote as opposed to having a couple of departments or whatever remotely. So it, it depends on the company. It, it depends on the yeah. company. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about the We Work Remotely community because you have a growing community um, I'm actually involved in and I'm part of and I see that it's thriving with content and questions and support and sharing different knowledge points around remote working and learnings and it's it's very busy and it's very supportive tell me a little bit about the community and tell me you know, what are kind of the main questions that are coming up or main concerns right now? Thank you for saying that. That's so nice to hear that people and obviously an active member in our community is feeling this way. I think right now people are just want to be heard <laughs> or yeah. just want to talk about what's going on. Um, maybe pre-COVID there was, you know, very specific questions like, oh, like what's your desk set up like? Um, where are you working from today? Now it's been just want people wanting to share where they're at, want to maybe be heard and maybe see a reflection of the other people. Like what are other people going through around the world right now? So specifically with jobs, we did an AMA with Darren Murph of GitLab a few weeks ago and it was great. It was great to see that was a, our first AMA in that Slack community and in our Slack community and it went great. <laughs> it was, you know, people had awesome questions. There was a mix of questions on the employer side and the job seeker side. And on the job seeker side, people were, you know, asking pretty specific questions about how to get hired for technical roles. So mm -hmm. I think people are just looking for connection. I've noticed people sharing more of their passion projects. One of our members has been, she just had more free time on her hands so she started a cooking blog um, and she was just sharing some recipes in our one of our channels passion projects so that's been lovely to see too yeah that's amazing yeah I think like wow we've all connected in such different ways no matter where you are in the world what industry you're in what you're doing we're connected in some way right now you know we're connected through that vulnerability that the fact that we're all staying at home or you know the majority of us that we're trying to to fight this and we're trying to find ways to manage ourselves and figure this all out and um yeah it's been amazing to hear some of of those experiences and some of the ways that remote workers have been connecting with each other and and showing up for each other and remote teams absolutely um when 
things started shifting, I think I noticed, you know, when it was that time period when all of the companies were like, here are all the, it was like a fire hose of remote work resources. On the one hand, it felt a bit overwhelming. And on the other hand, I was like, you know what, this is amazing. You know, look how many resources are in our overall remote work community. Yeah. Um, That's one thing I really love about this, just the overall remote work community is everyone is so open to sharing their experiences and usually comes with, we're still learning. We're still, this is unwritten, you know, we're learning as we go. Yeah. And I think right now specifically, whether you are re- like a seasoned remote worker or you're new to it, people are looking for permission. I don't know if you've noticed this kind of um, it's okay to take more breaks right now. It's, it's okay. It's, if your focus is a bit not as normal, you know, you're not feeling as focused as you normally would be. All of those things that, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, I seek that, <laughs> you know? Me like, too, yeah. We, I think we all are. And it's that self-compassion, that self-kindness. Right. Oh, my goodness. So important right now. It's, Remember yeah. that there is a pandemic going on. Like, and we've never gone through this before. And it can be anything can kind of trigger you into not being able to focus. But again, I think how important is it that, like you do, is recognizing what do I need to do in order to set myself up to focus and what makes sense for me in terms of time or how much I can manage right now in terms of focus time, you know, setting that hour is really important. What I'd love to do now is a bit of a quick fire round. Okay. Just some quick questions around your experiences. And the first one is, I know in the community, they share, a lot of people in there share their working routines of how they work remotely. Is there one particular routine or story from the community that sticks out for you as really unique or anything that's super different that's sticking out in your mind when you think about those stories of remote workers? Yes, Keisha, she's on the PeopleOps team at Buffer. She shared her, uh, we featured her as a day in the life of a remote worker, and uh, which is a monthly feature in our Slack community. And we share this on our blog as well. But she has two young ones, I believe. And she's a mother of two. And her schedule blew my mind. I was like, whoa, I've never seen this before. Where I think, I don't remember it off the top of my head, but basically she would go to bed in the afternoon, maybe. I don't know. It was just like really random hours, almost like graveyard shift, which is obviously probably like what it's like for mother, new mothers. <laughs> but yeah, amazing that she, you know, such an integral person on for Buffer on the people ops team, you know, with the ability to work exactly the yeah. way she needed to work. Yeah, I, I remember that. That actually sticks out of my mind too Yeah, from reading that. And it was just, wow, you've really embraced managing, you know, two very important jobs. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. And taking remote to a completely new extreme of, you know, managing your time and your freedom around your lifestyle. I thought it was fascinating. Totally. Okay, great. What's one book that you're reading right now? What's on your nightstand or I am reading Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Elizabeth Gilbert. I love that book. And I love Elizabeth Gilbert. Yeah, me too. She's amazing. Yeah, it's changing my life. Yeah, for sure. Creativity. Yeah. Love it. Great. What's one of your most favorite activities that you're doing right now outside of working? Painting. Watercolor painting. 
Nice. Brilliant. And talk to me about your remote working music playlist. Do you have one? Do you lean into one? What's working for you? I have a few. I have a few. Music is very important to me. We actually created one for We Work Remotely. Created a couple, actually. Um, Best Remote Work Jams, I think it's called on Spotify. Um, But I listen to that actually quite a bit. I listen to classical music, usually like instrumentals, like lo-fi instrumentals. Oh, I also listen, I use, I've been using Brain FM recently for deep work and it works. Really? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's yeah. And this is not, I'm like no ad. This is like my, this is my personal shout out to them. Oh, we will definitely (laughs) make a note of that one. Uh, Brilliant. And if you were to sum up your remote working experience and journey over the last year in three words, what would you say? Ooh, revolutionary, fun, and um, I don't know. I want to say the word practical for some reason. Like it just makes sense. It fits. Maybe it fits. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's incredible. I love being able to share the positive experiences around how remote work has fitted so nicely into your definition of success, your lifestyle, what you want. You've taken ownership of it and you've been supported by you know your company, by your leaders, by your team in doing that. That's what is so magical about remote working. Absolutely. So well put. It's effort and personal, you have to put your effort in there and to, you know, kind of unravel and discover what really works for you. And that combined with the support of your managers and the company of, you know, supporting how you want to work and how to be that makes all the difference. Love it. Justine, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing your insights with us today. I personally love this conversation so much. So thank you. Thanks for having me. It was so, it was great. It was needed on a, in a time like this too. So thank you for having me. Of course. And if anybody wants to check out We Work Remotely, I would definitely recommend it. You know, even if you are a job seeker or an employer, but you have a little special offer for our listeners today. Yes, we would like to offer the listeners 15.15% off uh, job listings on We Work Remotely. You can find the details in the episode's show notes and on Operate Remote's blog. Yeah, absolutely. So we will be doing a recap of this episode in the blog and we will include the link there and you'll, as Justine says, you'll find it in the show notes as well. So thank you very much. That's very kind of you guys to do that for our listeners. So thank you so much, Justine. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you again. Thanks for listening to today's episode of The Human Behind the Screen. I hope that you found it beneficial and had lots of key takeaways from today's conversation. Head on over to iTunes and don't forget to subscribe and rate this podcast. If you do have any ideas or would like to advertise on this podcast, you can email us directly at podcast at operateremote.com. If you want to learn even more from this podcast and check out the key themes that came up, you can check out our blog at www.operateremote.com forward slash blog. Thanks for listening and talk soon.